0: Hello and welcome to the latest Tree Group podcast. My name is James Walters, I'm the Commercial Director and we are a business growth agency that helps automotive companies to grow by improving their sales activity, marketing and websites. Um, This time I am joined by Laura Haywood. Hello Laura. Good morning. Morning, morning. Um, So this time, um, Laura wanted to talk through brand perception and how much of an impact it can have on a company's growth and so yeah kick us off on this topic
1: Laura. Okay so the tree group we we think about two things we think about us as a brand and we think about how we can represent our partners as a brand as well so for me I think we're going to spend a little time talking about what a brand is um, and what a brand means and why it is important um, so that that's where my thoughts are today. yeah, lovely
0: that's a, it's a really good topic. We've also um, just publishing a bit of content on our website about brand positioning, so um, yeah, it sort of fit, fits in nicely so why don't, we, why don't we talk about top level how does how does a company build? Trust and loyalty, maybe from your your personal perspective, Laura.
1: Well, for me, I look at the brands that I respect and I like and that I align to. And when I think about those brands, I think about a number of things it's their maybe their history, maybe their authenticity. Their perseverance and their likability, and that, mm-hmm. that that's the hardest one—the likability of a brand, isn't it? Yeah. We all want it. We all want to strive for that. But it's to each person; it's a different thing. Um, but for me, that that's where I—that's the sorts of values that I want to align with somebody or some brand.
0: Yeah, and no, it's a good point, isn't it? Because there's so much noise in the world now. You've got to do lots of things differently just to get the same that maybe a business might have had five or, or, or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, building is, is a is a really important thing. And it's a great way to find a competitive advantage because while your competitors are out there busy just with their heads down doing their day-to-day work, if you're the company that actually takes time to think about how you interact with your prospects, your customers, your suppliers. Um, that will all go a long way in word of mouth in, in the industry, which is a good thing, especially if you're in a niche like ours, which is automotive and uh,
1: motorsport. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a good point in that. Do, I think one of the things for me that really matters is, do they believe in what they do? Because... Yeah. Um, I want to trust a brand that absolutely believes in what to do. Where's the commitment? Where's the knowledge? Where's the trust? And we keep coming back to that word, trust. But for me, I really value that. You know, are they just here for the year? Are they going to go away next year? And it's the consistency as well, I think, in the brands that that sort of, to me, it's showing their roots. What are your roots? You know, where where do you come from? why should I trust you over somebody else, some other consultancy that really doesn't sort of live and breathe, you know, the the, the industry that they're in. And I think that's where the tree group is different because we do care and we do understand and we do have the history to, to, to back up, you know, our brand as well. Yeah. And
0: it's, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? And I think, Having an approach where the different people in the business they 're all on the same page because that's ultimately you, you, you can market a brand, you can have a nicely designed website, you can have good literature. but when it comes down to it, uh, even though there's lots of technology and tools which I, I love, businesses are still people, so you really need all of your people to be the brand and i suppose where i've seen some of the best improvements is where companies take on playbooks for the different sorts of tasks that that they do so there's there's a uniform approach so every person external to the company gets the same sense and feeling of who they're dealing with i suppose that's that's kind of brand positioning for individual people not not just marketing yeah. content I
1: mean, it's, a good, it's a good point i mean maybe just you know give us your perspective on what a playbook is because not everybody might get that yeah, so, yes yes yeah, yeah yeah
0: so we would use a uh, playbook for our clients for the sort of activity you, you might get involved in so so the marketing activity so what what should the marketing person do day to day what technology should they use how should they use it if they're going to reach out to a new lead or, or a contact or an existing customer, what content should they use? Um, lead generation can come in many different forms. So, as really marketing should be generating the initial leads, um, it's a reminder of what are the different lead sources to use, uh, such as look, monitoring inbound leads from a website, looking at what companies view a website and then a process to go off and find the decision makers in those companies for sales to then approach i think it's really
1: interesting the words play and book okay because for me it's a it's it's play and it's a book yes (laughs) so let's just break that down so yes there are certain things that we need to be consistent in doing and in our approach to generating leads, but also it's a bit of a play as well. Yeah. You know, you're judging that lead on in the interaction that they may have had, where they've come from, where they work, what they do, and I think that's why I like working for the Tree Group because every lead that comes in to me, um, yes, I am assessing it. what, where do they fall in terms of categories? What should I do with them? but you're also having a play yeah. you're playing to where you think they're going to go. And I think maybe that's what we forget in playbooks. It's not just a process. Yeah. You are engaging with a person.
0: Definitely. Yeah. The, the playbook should make sure you, you cover the basics, cover the right steps, no easy ways to find the right content, but ultimately it should give people more time to breathe and think and be creative and not offer a, a better quality of, of service, ultimately, and a better yeah. um, signposting or better recommendations or um, better consultation if, if it's going that far through, through the sales process. Yeah, the, the, the playbook should standardise the, the basics so the human being can really flourish yeah, in uh, what they do.
1: And that's what's really good about HubSpot as well because it allows you to see all the communication that you've had with that lead, you know, via all the channels that are available to us you know meetings calls events one-to-ones emails you know and and that way you get to to build a better picture of where this lead has come from what you've done and what you've said and where where you ultimately want to go with the lead
0: yeah definitely and and that's what can make a company be a, a better company in that if you don't have the right tools and visibility and the right research, you're ultimately going to chase every lead. You're going to start with the same generic emails and sales pitch. You're just going to do what every other salesperson is going to do. But if you've got the right tools and a, a, a good approach that, you know, can be, can be memorized, can be repeated and, and improved. Um, it means you can offer much more unique one-to-one approach and not need to go after every single lead. You, you you can be confident that you know certain leads can get nurtured until they're ready to speak to somebody or yeah. you're going to be able to identify the very best ones. So it's really about quality over quantity ultimately at that stage.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a really tough transition for me in terms of you know decide and What it, it, it made it really easy in terms of and the processes that the Tree Group have put in place have made it really easy for me to understand where the priorities lay for me so which lead do I go after I now know within a very quick period of time who I do need to spend more time on and who I don't and you know the tree group we don't spam we don't waste time on leads that we know are not ready to listen to us so We're just sat here waiting for the right time to come and it takes real discipline.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Step, stepping away from just trying to flog what you've got to sell and, and knowing actually you really should start off trying to be helpful. Yeah. And, and, and even if it means that for an individual lead for that person, you can't help them, but you can make a, a good recommendation for who could it's good brand reputation, brand loyalty and, Again, in in a niche market, that's the right way to to act because you never know when you might come in contact with that person again. Yes, and
1: I I always try and bring it back to how would I want somebody to sell something to me? Yeah, definitely. And I I have to keep coming back to that because it's really important. You know, I don't want to be accosted by somebody in the street trying to sell me something that i am not interested in being it's not the right time see i don't even know what they're selling so yeah I try to use that as uh, <laughs> when i'm when i'm looking at if i am trying to help somebody i'm trying to think. well what what, what do they want out of this interaction because every interaction is very important
0: yeah definitely and and it's it's a great point to mention that it shouldn't be about you as the marketing person or you as the salesperson, it should be, what do they want? What does the person that I'm gonna contact want? How can I help them? How, how do they want me to interact with them or, or to sell to them? And, and, and that is where companies really need to take a good look at themselves. And, uh, and I suppose that sort of brings us on to the point of, how do people perceive brands? And we've got things like, like history, values, um, peer belief the product from your perspective um yeah how, how do you feel what, what's important when it comes to how a brand is perceived
1: well I think you're right the uh, there's personal perception there's peer group perception which you know we all want to think that we don't follow you know we're not a sheep and we don't follow everybody else but I think that you look around at people that in your demographic and you you want to understand well you know they're they're looking at that why 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 am i looking at that brand and what what why do they like that brand so much so also as me it's it's um i keep coming back to this word authenticity
0: mm-hmm.
1: authenticity and it is you just have to be really true to yourself and I think the brands that have jumped around a lot um, are in danger of, you know, not having that consistency. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really difficult. And I don't have all the answers and I'm not sure, I'm not sure, you know, we as a tree group do, but I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And I would want something to mirror our honesty and just just helping.
0: Yeah, yeah Dev and honestly it's a really a good point to mention. I think we're quite lucky that the clients we have as, a, as Tree Group clients, you know personally I, I like them, I like the people we work with, I like the owners um, of each of the businesses and that's I'd say that's actually quite different because in most businesses the sales team or the accounts team maybe, will normally have clients they moan about. And um, yeah, I think it's nice, it's, it's nice to be able to know who your ideal customers are, because you know ultimately you're going to enjoy working with them and that will come through in a better quality of service, better recommendations, and not just, you're not just there to try and flog a product or a service to, to another company. Um, a bit different in B2C if, you, if you're just selling uh, retail or selling online, but for B2B and automotive, even though lots of automotive companies are developing amazing new technology, it still is an industry where people buy from people. Yeah. And yet you need the right website and marketing content and conversion paths and all, all the good stuff to attract your audience and, and engage with them and nurture them but it's going to come down to it's a consultative sale and you need your salespeople to build up a really good relationship with prospects and customers and show their professional credibility. And and, and that on its own is a good differentiator for a, for a company. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, I'm really, really proud of the tree group. I'm really proud of, you know, the history that, um, you know, Steve and yourself have in the motorsport and automotive industry I mean that really counts that's a lot of years spent experiencing what works and what doesn't work and not only have you worked for motorsport and automotive companies and you know you you've you've learned the hard way so tree group are, are benefiting from all of that knowledge
0: yeah exactly that's good and why don't we think about a few rules to, to live by? So what can companies do that can improve or, or affect their brand perception?
1: Um no spamming. Yeah. No spamming at all. The communication has got to be targeted, it's got to be based on your interaction with the customer um, I personally keep coming back to this it's like a fly in the room if somebody keeps annoying you like <laughs> a fly in the room you want to yes. it. so Absolutely. we are not the fly in the room we will target our communication very carefully with the customer and we know when to stop and we know when to go and um, and that's the difference between, <laughs> I think, us and everybody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the, no, the no spam is, is a really great place to start off. And, and, and what you were saying earlier on is, you know, you should sell to people that they, the way that they want to be sold to or the way you would want to be sold to. Um, and we all get tons of spam. And what, what will we do with it? We're not going to open it. We're just going to delete it. So if that's all you're doing as a company, the same generic message is spamming people that haven't asked for being put on your newsletter or you're not actually offering them any value. I mean, we, we still absolutely would advocate a cold approach to get in front of the people that aren't looking for you, but not doing it as the old school cold approach, doing it based on research, trigger events, and being able to genuinely offer something that's helpful on that very first interaction. Um, And that we would consider as not spam because it is targeted communication. And hand on heart, the marketing or salesperson that sends it out knows that, yeah, if the person wants help, this can offer them that as as an initial step.
1: Yeah, spot on. Um,
0: Yeah. And I, and I, I suppose it also comes down to having the right tools around us. So we can see those triggers. We can see if a person is really interacting with a client's website, we can see what pages they go to, or even what content they look at. And the whole point of that is really making sure you only pick up the phone to people that that are at the right stage of, of wanting to hear from you and waiting until the buyer is ready. Is, is quite liberating, but you can only do that with the right sort of tools.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what HubSpot does. Um, it, uh, I mean, it doesn't take me long um, when I'm going through my day to work out who I should be spending my time on. And yes, it's, it's a disciplined thing to do, but also it's the right thing to do. I don't want to sell to somebody that's not ready. Yeah, And that, that's the, the view and the perspective um, that HubSpot gives me.
0: Yeah. And it's, and it's, yeah, having the visibility of the sort of content that the contacts looked at is a way to know what's the right thing for them. Should we just offer a related piece of content? Cause it might be helpful. Or are they showing the right buying signs that is it worth a salesperson picking up the phone and just asking, what were you researching when you looked at the spec guide on the website? and having the right playbook to know how to progress that connect call and either know that it shouldn't progress any further and you just offer a bit of advice or it could progress and then what steps to go through to go through next, which sort of brings us on to, to the next point of how to build a relationship with your customers. Um, so we're sort of talking about social media, email, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, what what do you what do you like about what we do for our clients and what do you think is the most beneficial on building relationships?
1: Well, I think for us, there's a couple of things that spring to mind. The first one is thought leadership. Um, We pride ourselves on being experts in the motorsport and automotive industries. That's where our, our passion is, that's where our history and experience is. So it's not necessarily about trying to sell, sell, sell. It's just trying to say, look, we know what we're doing. We understand the industries that are working within and trying to help, keep coming back to that, trying to help. (laughs) That's ultimately, um, you know, what we do. And,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, And and I think it's important too, This is why it's so important that marketing and sales are working as part of the same team with with the same ultimate goal because there are lots of channels to keep in touch with people. There's um, social media, sales emails, marketing emails, uh, automated nurturing emails. Um, Even on the phone, it could be a salesperson making a phone call or leaving a voicemail or using WhatsApp or Facebook messenger. And it's, Thinking, how should we use all these tools together so we're not bombarding people or sending people mixed messages where it doesn't feel human? On the other end, is probably a. It's
1: it's a a good good point, point and I think less is more. Yeah, I mean, the old outbound ways of marketing and sales used to just be like a bit of a scattergun approach. Um, You send out as much material as you could and hope that somebody would 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 pick up the phone or would uh, you know reply back but you know times have changed massively from that and we don't we we don't want to be a scattergun company we want to be a company that really understands who our customers are and I think that's that's the essence in building your relationship with a brand it's that when you contact me through whatever channel it may be is it relevant am I interested Why, how have you, why are you contacting me? Um, And it's, again, I keep saying the same words, authenticity. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did um, uh, probably 20 years ago or so. I I did a week's work training in a uh, call center for PowerGen. And it was a horrible, horrible experience. And a lot of companies will still have an old school sales approach where they're bashing through a list, they're sending out thousands of emails and yeah, they'll get a few results. Of course they will. But the amount of wasted time, how that will negatively impact the brand image and with tools that we've got today and knowing that it is about people selling to people, it just makes so much more sense to care about who you're interacting with and have as much of a one to one and personalized approach as, as possible, and also your sales and marketing people are going to feel happier because they 're not getting complaints they 're not getting people unsubscribing so much, and they 're seeing more results, so it makes for a, a better business helps to improve the brand and um, hopefully also improves word of mouth when somebody's had a good uh, interaction with with a company very good that. Is it for today? So, um, thanks for joining us today, Laura. Um, no
1: problem, thank you.
0: Our listeners can uh, read our latest blog posts at thetreegroup.co.uk/slash news. They can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and they can check back again soon for the next episode. Thanks a lot, and bye-bye.